Hello there and welcome to the Undercard podcast. Uh, we are a podcast for fighting fans, by fighting fans. And uh, this week uh, the episodes are brought to you by myself, uh, Josh Chill, and my co-host uh, Raheem Islam. How so you doing, Josh, Matt? Okay. Not too bad, bro. Yeah. yeah, all good, mate. Um, looking forward to getting started in uh, this new bro. venture. Bro, I feel like it's been a long time coming. Like, I feel like... We've been, I feel like we've been planning this for ages, even though it's probably been like a couple of weeks max, but I just feel like it's just it's just been something that's been planning and it's pretty exciting now that it's here. So Yeah, a lot a lot of work's gone in behind the scenes to uh to get this out to you, so Yeah, but I hope I'm appreciate it and uh, and enjoy it, you know. I'm a bit nervous, man. Like I don't know, I'm just a bit a bit nervous, but I guess we'll see what we'll see what happens when um when we uh, hit the roads, as they say. Yeah, I think a like, bit of background, really. Myself and Rack have been huge UFC fans, really, since since we met at university, and uh, and we speak, don't we, regularly about about UFC and and fighting yeah, in general. Sure. And I think I think we thought, why not put something together where we can sit down, have a chat, and uh, kind of share our views on on the world of of fighting, you know? So. Um, yeah, for sure. We, we, well. we want to get it. Quite well. Yeah, so we want we want to get across really um, both our views on the previous card that's just gone, the weekend just gone, the uh, UFC Fight Night, um, Whitaker versus Gastelum, and then we're going to have a look at really covering big uh, big card coming up this weekend for UFC 261. So kind of like a review and preview show uh, of the two fights, uh, two fight cards. So uh, I guess we start with UFC Fight Night, and uh, it was it was uh, an interesting one to say the least, wasn't it? Cause, you know, there was a few few bits going on behind the scenes, really, uh, kind of moving into into the fight night and during the fight night. Um, First of all, you had the fight, the co-main event drop off, didn't you? With um, with that yeah, push. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, controversy surrounding surrounding this one. Um, I was pretty, pretty, pretty good, I guess. Um, that that fight is, that fight was off because I know I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of Jeremy Stevens, but I would say that I do like Jeremy Stevens. Obviously, yeah, he's a good watch, isn't he? For sure. Yeah, definitely, but. Whenever I do think of Jeremy Stevens, I just think of that nasty knockout by Aldo, man. Or that oh yeah, punch. yeah. Body punch by Aldo, man. Like every time you see, every time I see it, it just gets worse and worse. Cause you can just see him cripple over. But obviously, this fight, it's a bit bigger that it was was cancelled. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, you just um, hope, don't you, that they can they can find find the space and the calendar really to rearrange it because. It's not the way either fighter would have wanted to see it go down. That you know he's pulled out as a result of a push uh, in the build-up to the fight. Obviously after the weigh-in, and you know it's it's one of them, isn't it? Where he's not going to pull out of a fight of that magnitude uh, on a co-main event unless he is injured. So yeah, I think that's... you know I, you see things on on Twitter and stuff. People saying, oh, you know he's only 
he's pulled out. He didn't want to fight. Well, why would he do that? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the thing as well. Is it, is, it was a co-main event. So I don't think that... Like, he'd be stupid to think that he's just pulled out of the fight because he doesn't want to fight. Like, why would you Why would you go through a whole training camp for them? Yeah, exactly. To, to, them, to them pull out of the last hurdle. So, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. But let people believe what they want to believe in it. Like, we let a fight deal talking in the ring, or the octagon, should I say. And that's it. That's that's the way it should be. But the new co-main event, the Arlovsky fight, it was good. For, I mean, although it was a decision, some people might think, oh, it's a decision board. It was a good fight. Arlovsky said he wants to keep fighting, and I think with this win, I think he's got that. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's a very good fighter, isn't he? He's a, he's a well-seasoned fighter. Yeah, um, he's been definitely. Well, is he? Is he? 50, 50 fights now? Is he? 50, 51 uh, fights, something like that. He's got, he's got, uh, yeah, 51, 31 wins, yeah. 20 losses. So you know he's, you know he's a seasoned vet of the sport, like, yeah, and, and it's good to see him winning, really. You know, and getting the opportunity to step up to a co-main event like that. Um, you know, and getting getting the win, albeit by decision. Um, but it, it was a good, it was a good fight. It was a good fight, and, and like you say, sometimes a decision doesn't say it all, and I think. That can be said for a few fights that were on this card, because not just obviously on the main card there, but earlier in the night you had um, what fight was it? I saw oh the uh, the Romanov fight versus Espino. So these two guys, um, both heavyweight, you know, both big big lads, and I'm talking big, you know. Oh yeah, that's it. Like these are these are big guys, but you know they're both grapplers. Like it's just not, you know, it's such a strange thing to see heavyweights, I guess, going into such a grapple fest like they did. Um, but, you know, Romanov went into this one thirteen and zero. He's he's won three UFC wins uh, on the bounce with with this victory. Um, so you know he's really really probably staking a claim to move on up towards towards being a ranked fighter now um you know he's he's a moldovan fighter looks looks very very good on the ground very good Bro, uh, for, for heavyweight like so. have you I just had to google it i thought he was i thought he was another one of these um one of these russians coming over and just dominating dominating no yeah he's um i think he's i think i was reading before before, before this fight, he's he's got a hundred percent finish rate. Before this fight, uh, so that's why that's why I wanted to tune in for that one to see obviously that it was a decision was a bit like oh, but I watched the fight back and they were both very competitive. Yeah. Uh, you know, it 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 got can't got called off. Sorry for the for the most weirdest of events. You know. Romanov stood there absolutely fine. I mean, he looked shattered by by the third round. Um, oh, is this, is and this I mean, I had, I had it level. Yeah, yeah. So I had it level through two. You know, they both fought very well. And um, yeah, Spino just kind of. It, I mean, he's going for he's going for his gut. You know, he's 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 aiming for that, and he just catches him in the groin. And Romanov's just on the floor straight away, rolling, rolling around. And you you wonder if it's a bit of tiredness or what that's 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 kind of done it. But in the end, you know, they they go to the judges' scorecards because he because he can't continue. You know, he's, he's saying he can't yeah, get what a, what um, and that he can't continue. 
and um, you know he wins it on I think on the basis that he that he got need in the groin. Um, it was a split decision, so I think one of the judges has probably gone. Hold on a minute. Uh, we're not giving we're not giving it because it wasn't an illegal knee or anything like that. You know, it was just just an accidental one that's just caught him wrong. But um, but yeah, I think Romanov will be one to watch moving forward in that heavyweight division, and and it's a division that's really opening up. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, heavyweight. I think I feel like heavyweight's a bit stale. Um, obviously, now with the belt being Tsimgarnu, it will shake up. It will shake up some excitement within the division. But I think like we need. I think the heavyweight division crying out for just some, some youngsters just come through the ranks, knock some bad guys out, knock some vets out, and just rise up through the ranks and give give a real push on Garnu. But hopefully, that's exactly what we've seen in this Romanov. Yeah, and, and and like I said before, and really, I think you know he he gave a good account for himself up until that up until that mishap or whatever. Um, and like I say, same with the Spino, really. But um, you know, being fourteen and zero is always going to put you in a position where the UFC can't elevate you, um, you know, into into the rankings and and to fight the bigger fights. So he'll he'll certainly be one to watch moving forward. Um, did what do you, you think of, um, have to catch um, the Gerald Mershot fight? Gerald Mershot? Is that against, yeah. the, uh, is that against the Fabinski fight? Fabinski, yeah. Yeah, I watched that fight. Yeah, so I, I watched that one. That, that actually got that got performance of the night from, uh, from Mershot. And it's not surprising, really, when you look. And there were... Yeah, it was the um, knockout in the first fight, wasn't it? And then Mershart got the sub, the guillotine choke. And in the first round against uh, Fabinski. Yeah. Yeah, that's his. He's that's his, he his is sixth submission. He is, yeah, he is. He is a fantastic fighter. He's been in the UFC a little while now, hasn't he? And yeah, he's, yeah, he's th- thirty-three years old. I think he. Didn't, he lost to Chimaev last time out, and I think that was taken maybe on short notice. But um, you know, he's he's finished 29 of his 31 pro fight wins. Like that's some feat, you know. To I mean, he's he's fought you know 40 odd times. He's he's he, again he's another seasoned fighter. Um, but he he loves a sub, like you say, and he looked very good. I must admit, he deserved performance of the night. Um. And it was a very, very nice guillotine choke. I really, I really uh, did enjoy watching it. He, he, he dominated the fight really for those for those two minutes they were in there. So yeah, I, I do love always seeing a guillotine. Like I think a guillotine, standing guillotine especially, but a guillotine and the uh, triangle choke. When 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 a grappler knows knows how how to move on the ground and oh, they're just effortless. You know what transition into a transition into a triangle to then transition into a guillotine is oh, it's just, and this, it's just it's just amazing. This is it, and I think some uh, I think sometimes some fans can can look at uh, a lot a lot of the ground game and things like that and say, oh, it's not the most exciting thing to watch and, and oh, stuff like that. Bro, I guess, time, I guess it depends, you know I guess it depends how you look at it, and if it, if it's ground game where they're not doing an awful lot and they're not very progressive with it. But when it when it comes out and, and you end up in a submission, you know, like that, um, 
and, and, and others obviously on previous cars not so much on this one um it's, it's really quite satisfying to watch like you say it's it's good martial arts it's it's exceptional isn't it so bro like i remember when remember when connor and um Khabib was first announced and um you know having all the kind of fans are slagging off Khabib saying he's a boring fighter you know just takes to the ground and sits on you but bro with Khabib man like it's 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 much more than just grappling, like bro. Like his wrist control is insane. Like, like that guy yeah. is more, that guy's taking you to the ground, and he's more than you. And he's he's not he's not sitting on you. He's not he's not putting his weight on you. Like that guy's that guy's constantly active. Like he's constantly looking to do something. Whether that's grip, whether that's grip your wrist, or whether that's clenching your legs together by the knees, or whether that's punching in the back of your head or punching in the face. Like the guy, the guy's crazy. And when people are like, oh, he's a step ahead, isn't he, with with, with position. Like we're t- we're talking about someone who was wrestling baby wrestling baby bears when he yeah. was a toddler or when he was a when he was young. Like it's crazy. Like that guy needs he needs he needs some respect on his name because he's insane for what he's done. But not everyone not everyone cares about you know the grappling um, side of UFC or the grappling side of combat sports. Everyone you know some people look at UFC and try and think of it as a boxing sport where. You're looking for a knockout. You're looking for the most quickest. You're looking for the quickest knockout and the fastest knockout. You, mm. you know, um, look at the hype the Masvidal had of, of his knockout of Askren. Fair enough, amazing knockout. Like that was made us one of the best knockouts ever in the UFC. But yeah. like, it's so much more technical. Like, especially with, especially when you have someone who's got a striking power of Connor with the grappling power of of um, Khabib and they're toe to toe. You know, that's I think that's why I do enjoy combat sports because with it's, it's you in an octagon with someone else and you have a control of your own actions. So whether yes. you make that mistake, that's down to you. In a game of football, in a game of football, you're you're a striker. Your goal is to score the goals. The centre back's goal, the defence, uh, centre back in defence's goal is mm. to stop the ball going in the, in the goal. If if you can see the goal, I'm happy because of your centre back. That's not your fault. Do you get me? Mm. So that's why I do like UFC and combat sports. Because it's 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 just strategic and it's game plan and one slight mistake could cost you a title shot in the future or it could cost you your belt. So like, but with Khabib, like it's just he needs some respect on his own man. Yeah, you are a For you sure. are a true true Khabib fan, aren't you? I mean, we've had many discussion about Khabib and Connor, and I'm I'm renowned for being a big Connor backer, um, particularly against Khabib. Yeah, you were man. quite. Uh, Quite happy, quite happy when uh, when that one came about. No doubt about that. Yeah, but big, um, big. you say on 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 this card, it it was good to see that the submission got um got the got the uh, performance of the night there and got the appreciation it deserved because you know clearly clearly it's something that's very important in the sport like we've both said there. So I think I think like I say we we, we won't cover every every fight on every card, um, but you know, particularly on this one, I think it's important that we that we talk about the ones that have kind of had big influence on on their individual divisions. And I think no more can be said than that of uh, Robert Whitaker versus uh, Calvin Gastelum. For sure, bro. What, I think what a performance from Robert Whitaker. What a performance. I think when you touched on um, when you touched on the bonuses, and obviously with um Mershart getting the form to the night. I think you is I think it's only right that you have to talk about the other other bonus and that's the fight of the night, Worker Gastelum. 
on the face of it, five five round decision, five rounds all to get Whitaker in that mm. one fifty forty five scorecards. But I think it's easy it's easy to say, oh, Whitaker's just battered Gaslam, Gaslam's this, Gaslam's that. But you've got to give it to Gaslam. Like he's gone through five. He took rounds the fight before. to him. He took the like, fight to like, him big time. Like, it took it took Whitaker five rounds to get to Gas like to get through Gaslam. And Gaslam yeah. brought it to him. So you have to you have to give it to him and in his last fights, now Gaslam's one and four, which isn't the best. But so, two of those fights, they were absolute wars. Adesanya and Whitaker. So you have to, yeah, like he does, he does deserve some respect in that aspect. But five round warning doesn't take any anything less away from Whitaker and his performance. Yeah, and I, and I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Really, you know, I appreciated both fighters in in this fight, but. You know, I'll, I'll rave. I'll rave to the cows come home about Robert Whitaker. I just, I honestly thought he was incredible. I thought, I thought the fight was over with that head kick in the first round. I just thought he was done. Yeah, bro. Gaslam ate that so well. Like honestly, he connected so clean. That right, that right foot when he hits with that, honestly, it's something else. And I think he's just so well-rounded. Like, like he is very well-rounded. And that side, that side of the world, like we're, we're starting to come. This we're starting to get more and more fires coming through from that side of the world now. Like obviously on this on this upcoming two six one, we've got Jimmy Crute from yeah. from the Pacific. So like it is is it is an exciting time for the for those guys out out to know and in that area. But I think it's important to know, isn't it, that that people and fighters that are coming from that area, they seem to be. Um, I don't want to say better mixed martial artists, but I, it is right to say that they are the better well-rounded fighters. They can go to the ground. And I mean, Whitaker showed to full extent how he can cover any area of a fight. You know, he stood up, he traded shots with Gastelum. Uh, both men looked like they'd been hit. You know, it wasn't, wasn't one where I know it was five rounds, five rounds to nil, but Whitaker, you know, took, took his fair share of punches in the fight. Um, but, you know, he took him down. I think he had four takedowns in the fight. And, yeah, four takedowns in just and he, under and five minutes. Controlled, you know, he just controlled him on the ground, like, just the way he was, you know, just giving him no opportunity, really, to get up. And we all, and we all know that Gaslam's so good when he goes to ground normally. So I just think I just think it worked wonders for Whitaker, and I think it's done, done him absolutely so good in terms of getting himself that shot against Adesanya next time out. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, know what you I, think about that, but I, I think I think Whitaker's Whitaker's gone. He's a, he's definitely in himself a rematch for sure for the belt. Like he's what he's beating Till on decision, Cannony on decision, Gaslim on decision. But the scorecards, he's won five rounds against Gaslim, 48-47 uh, unanimous decision against Till, 29-20 unanimous decision against Cannonier. So I got and his his only loss is is to Izzy when he lost the belt. Um, in Australia, of course. In yeah, and I think it's I think it's fair to say, isn't it, that on that night he wasn't himself um, for whatever reason that may have been. You know, there was, there was a lot of talk, obviously, before and after the fight, saying that he wasn't in the right headspace and and all of that. Yeah, about, he took some time out for a bit. Um, you know. Yeah, he did. He was out for a while afterwards, and he said he actually almost get. I watched an interview where he said he almost he almost just gave up fighting you know because he just didn't have i guess he 
achieved everything he wanted to by winning the bout. And it wasn't until he had it that he realised that there was more to add, I guess, to his legacy. And I think um, I think Izzy obviously obviously was spectacular when he when he fought him, but. Uh, I think maybe actually watching back that fight, he'd have, he'd have thought to himself, if I turned up the best version of myself, yeah, have been, you know, he he may well have defended the bout, and I think that's what's probably urged him on uh, to get back in the ring with Izzy down the line, and and I really I really hope that that is the next fight they make in this division because I think he's earned it. Got to remember as well is uh, uh, Izzy Izzy and Whitaker the first fights. So in October 2019, when they were in Australia, you got to remember that I set the attendance record for most UFC fans in a UFC event, 57,000. So there's hype behind the fight. So a rematch, if, if say, for example, Whitaker was to win the belt back, that's how, that sets up a perfect fight for the trilogy in Australia again. So I think that, it, I think it'd be crazy not to book those two for the rematch, for sure. Yeah, and I, and I would expect to see that kind of, by the end of the year, because obviously as he's come off the back of that loss to Jan, um, after stepping up, stepping up to uh, fight upper upper class. Yeah. Um, you know, is he is he should probably be ready. Um, kind of you'd you'd expect kind of July August time. So you'd hope to see that by the end of the year, I think. Um, which will really then put us in good stead for for 2022 for that division really, which is which is a hot division. And, and me and you're talking, you know, I'm man. such a big fan of Darren Till, you know, I really like Darren Till, so I'd love to see him get a shot one day at the title. So I'm excited, man. My boy Pablo's gonna do the thing. Pablo's gonna do the thing and get that belt. Get that belt. You're big Whitaker. big fan of Costa, aren't you? As well, so get a belt from Whitaker. Sets up a rematch uh, with Izzy. I'm, I'm a big Paulo Costa fan. Like, like, like he's definitely got to be juiced up. Like, he has to be juiced up. Like, he's just sculpted by the gods. But uh, he's just, he's just funny man. I just read him. Is are oh, the that the beef between him and Izzy before that fight was just oh, I love. Oh, yeah, it was really? so back and forward, so back and forward, like the Ricky Martin jokes and everything. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> yeah, and then, Paul, and then Paolo Costa comes out with some excuse for why he lost and because of this and because of that. It's like, bro, like, just take the L, train up again, and just get that, get our belt. Just train up and just get our belt. Like, no, there's no point making excuses and this and that and this and that. It's, it just looks worse for you. Just get, just train up, get our belt back. Oh, just get our belt, and then. Do what you want then, but hey, hey, in there. Well, it will certainly, it will certainly be interesting. Won't it? I say moving forward, and uh, and if we get if we get that fight this 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 kind of year by the end of the year, if if that's the route that the UFC choose to go down, and, and it works for all parties, because I mean, outside of that, it's it's hard to see it's hard to see where they where they pick a fight there. Um, I know Vittori's off the back of a win two weeks out, and I think we both watched that Vittori Holland fight. Yeah. Um, and and, and, and that, both actually. said really that. Go on. I was just going to say, funny you mentioned Holland, because when I was thinking about potential upcoming fights for those two, so for Whitaker and Gastelum, who would, who would you have as who next for both of them? I think obviously for 
for Whitaker, we've said um, Adesanya. I think it's it's hard to say because I guess if Adesanya isn't ready, um, he calls the shots really as 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 the uh, as the holder of the belt, doesn't he? As the champion there, so. Yeah. He says he's not ready. I guess Whitaker has to try and get back in there by the end of the year against the likes of Vittori. Uh, Vittori. I'm not sure he did enough. I'm not sure he did enough to deserve the Adesanya shot himself. um, Because again, that would would be a rematch, wouldn't it? So, you know, Whitaker definitely looked better. Um, And then for Gastelum... I think you know you're probably right by saying Kevin Holland is is a good route for him to kind of explore um, off off the back of a couple of losses um, and, and and Gastelum again he needs a fight where he can get in there and and I guess throw down with somebody a little bit and and Holland will probably offer him that he he needs to get that W now you know he need, he needs that on the record yeah, it's very yeah. important for him. Yeah, he does need to get back in the wing column. See, I, I would, if I'm Whitaker, like I'm waiting out for the title fight. Like, you've, you've had three, you've had three dubs now in a row. Like, you don't need, you don't need to fight another number title fight contender. Like, I think, I think Whitaker's just cemented, cemented that. I think he cemented his decision or his request for a title shot. And if, yeah. and if if Izzy says he's up to out to X amount of time, if he Izzy says he's ready in December, wait out till December, bro. Because don't don't be taking these number one title kind for the fights. Because we've seen what happens when you lose, when you fall down the ranks again. Look at Tony, like we've seen what happens. And it's very the thing with this the thing with the UFC is very easy to be at the top of the mountain to then slip down to the bottom, and then next thing you know, you're eight ranked, you're nine ranked. And then you become a gatekeeper of some sort. So like, nah, wait it out, wait it out for that title fight. Because, like I said, for me, I think Wake is deserved 100. percent Well, what is uh, Kelvin now? Is he is he eight before this fight, wasn't he? Is he was he eighth? Uh, he was. Yeah, ninth, he was. Yeah. Wasn't he? Oh, is he slumped down to not? Uh, double check. No, actually, go. I thought he was ninth ranked, but oh no, he is eighth. And then you're right, Hall is ninth ranked. Uh, Jack Hermanson seven, Tilsick, Brunson five, Cannon yeah. four, Vittori up to third, Costa second, Worker first. Yeah, because you've got you've got to think, don't you, really? That there's um, an absolute lot of power got, in that division. You've got to think Gaslam did enough to maybe hold his position, but. I think, you know, looking forward, you've got that Uriah Hall uh Wideman fight which we which we'll talk about when we touch upon UFC two six one shortly. Um, you know, that could kind of shake up this this top ten as well, you know, with, with either of those fighters winning and one of those could be could be the fighter that uh that Gaslam chooses to go in against next. Um but you know yeah, he'll certainly he'll certainly want to rest because he was he was hit you know he was hit a lot versus Whitaker. Yeah, I mean that honestly, when you look at it, that is that will go down within uh, fight of the year contention I think because well, like, he, you know they both they both threw down. Like, like check this, so Whitaker landed 52% significant strikes. 
Gastelum landed 29%. Yeah, that's a that's, madness. That's in, that's in 25 minutes. That, that is was, actually that, crazy. Yeah. Absolute brutal war, but I guess that kind of ties us over to 261. Um, I'm I'm excited for it personally because three title fights, and it's very rarely that we, that we do get three title fights. Um, don't don't even start, mate. Yeah, I'm, Honestly, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty buzzed for it. But... I'm buzzed for the title fights. I'm buzzed for the fans to be back, like in full force. Like you got a sellout capacity stadium in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, it's gonna get, get it'll be me nice, there. Nice. <laughs> it'll be nice to have some sort of normality, I guess, as such, and getting to see fans then for the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, the atmosphere it's, itself, like you say, just yeah. the ring walks, everything. It's yeah, it's, um, and I guess that ties us very nicely into the division that we're talking about, which is obviously of course middleweight, and Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman. With this one, I think I think Chris Chris Weidman's gonna have a very clear game plan, and I think that is gonna be uses wrestling, get Uriah Hall down to the ground, and just mauling him down on the ground, whether that's contain him up against the cage or whether that's try and get a ground and pound win early on but I, I think that the game plan's very simple here Chris Weidman division one wrestler get him down on the ground and just try and grind out the win that way whether that's a decision win like I mentioned or whether that's just and the ground and pound I don't know but I do think that he is going to just grind grind out some sort of win just by getting on the floor what about you? yeah it's it's a hard, it's a hard fight to call. I mean, these two fought a long, long time ago, didn't they? Um, was it 20, 2010 or something like that? And uh, Weidman obviously beat Uriah Hall in that fight, which is probably quite well publicised in the build-up to uh, UFC 261. And you know, he beat, he beat him. I mean, this is going back before Eva were in the UFC. Oh, is this in? Um, this is in real, real. Uh... Real combat, I think it is. Yeah, I tried to look for this online. I found it really difficult. I did find a very blurry video on YouTube. Um, 2010. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you're going well back. Yeah, and that's it. So uh, yeah, you're going back a little bit to find anything. But of course, when you look at these two fighters, Weidman obviously beat your eye hall. I'm not sure if he had a fight after that or if he went straight into the UFC. I think he, I think he fought once more and then went into the UFC. But he then went on, he, he then went on that streak, didn't he? Where he, he won, you know, was it four high fights in a row um, before getting that chance against Anderson Silva, um, which in itself was just just a madness. Like he he obviously beat Anderson Silva twice. Uh, yeah. He 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 got that crazy knockout in the first one, and I couldn't even understand what Anderson Silva was doing there. Um, but in the second one, it was like it was that leg kick, wasn't it? That yeah, the leg injury. Yeah, it was a technical one. knockout, wasn't it? He? he got that leg leg injury on Anderson Silva. Yeah, and I mean Anderson Silva had previously probably only been knocked out was it once maybe uh, before that, so. That that was crazy, and then he obviously he he did defend the title, which was which again was was massive. But Defended since then, yeah, and he, he lost it to uh, Rockhold, didn't he? In the end, yeah. but since then, since that since that loss to Rockhold, honestly, it's all gone pear shaped for him. He has just slipped. 
It's all gone completely, he's absolutely pear shaped for him. Like in his last in his last six fights, he's only won two. Yeah. And they Funnily enough, he beat Gaslim, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Submission triangle against uh, Gaslim, and he's just come off a decision win against Ahmedov, which is when he yeah, which is when he returned middleweight after getting blitzed. Yeah, he tried stepping up to Reyes, didn't he? Yeah, that's not a fight you want to take. No. Stepping up light heavyweight and taking on dominant Reyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, like. But, but the way, the way like you say, well. like you say, if it, if, if it goes, if it goes, um, if it goes to the ground, you know, it's Weidman's all day. There's no doubt. But Uriah Hall offers. He's a strange kind of fighter, Uriah Hall, isn't he? Because he's probably not someone you would associate so much as being like an out and out fighter he's one of those guys he just seems like a nice bloke like every time i watch interviews and stuff of it he just seems like quite a nice bloke he's just not really like obviously he's getting in a ring to punch someone in the face but um it's it's just an odd one uh, i i'd love to see him have a run he's, he's on the back of three wins now isn't he so you know if, yeah, if anyone's gonna have a run title, that's it if anyone's gonna have a run at the title out of these two it's gonna be uriah hall um, but it's but it's hard to see really how he goes about it if that makes sense. Um, he's never like you say first time in his career he's kind of won three wins in a row, and he I guess he beat Anderson Silva last time out. But I mean that's a depleted Anderson Silva. Yeah, it's a different. You know, yeah, he's at the back end of his career. It's very different to when when Wardman faced him for the title. That doesn't count. Yeah. Um, and really I can't. I, you know, I look through, I look through Uriah Hall's record, and I don't see any, any big win in there that stands out to me. And all of the losses are against fighters who are higher up in the division or might have moved up to a division. Um, but they're, you know, they're all solid, solid fighters. So it's it's hard to see where Uriah Hall goes from here. If you know, certainly if he doesn't win the fight. Yeah, like. To be fair, to, to be fair to Uriah, he did beat Gegard, um, which he got performed to the night. So he did. He bought. He fought someone of caliber there, but like I said, he's mm-hmm. he's he has. I feel like he's just under underachieved, or like he, he come he comes through obviously tough seventeen, won all his fights by knockout or TKO, and it's kind of sometimes has some fights where you know he's flashy and he's doing this 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 kick or he's doing this spinny elbow. Um but I, I just feel like he's kind of underachieved. Like he's been he's been in He the did US. lose he he lost a tough final, didn't he? Yeah. Lost split, split decision to Gaston. Yeah, yeah, I thought he's been in the UFC for like for a while now. It's kind of like ten years he's been in the UFC and only now only now has he managed to get a three a three fight win streak. So I do feel yeah. like he, he definitely has underachieved in that sense. He is an exciting fighter, like he's got power, he's explosive and he's flashy. Which, which, to some people, that's what they that's what they look for in a fighter, someone who's flashy, someone who's got a power, and yeah, 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 he's got. You could say he's got the unpredictability in that sense, but I just feel like, I don't know. All all I'm seeing here is I'm, I think I'm just seeing a, um, a decision win from Wyman. Yeah, I think I think I'm I think I'm with you on that one, and you know you. <laughs> I guess you might see predictions that say you're a whole knockout, and like you say, he's got he's got those flashy punches and 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 the and the spinning back fists and things like that, where he might come in 
and might use those to affect. But um, but I think I'm with you. I think I would I would back back Weidman. Weidman on decision. He'll, he'll grind it out. He's he's that kind of guy, isn't he? Where where and I don't I don't you know he's taken the fight. He's already beaten Uriah once, and it's clear that Uriah is going to want that want that L back um, on his record. But Weidman's not the kind of guy who's just going to hand it to you. You know, he's he's going to take the fight, and he and he's going to and he's going to go at you all the same. So it's no difference to him whether he's beaten you once already. He's he's still going to want to he's still going to want to get in there and kill him really. So uh, it's, it's 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 a good fight. It's definitely a good fight. Yeah. Also, I think we've got to got to sort of raise attention to Weidman's last five losses. They've all been knockouts. Yeah. knockout punches. Souza got knocked out with a punch. Gay Gegard knocked out with a knee. Romero knocked out with a flying knee. Rocco knocked out with a punch. So like, there's no way there's there's no way that this guy's going into an octagon, and he's gonna trade on his feet with Uriah who's got power, who's explosive, who's got unpredictability. I can't. I I I think I think it's silly. I think it's silly to think he's gonna trade with him at all. I think it's just gonna be. I think he's just gonna grind out decision win. Yeah, yeah. I think we're both. I both. I think we're both locked in with that one. Then, what about um, at light heavyweight? Then, so we got Anthony Smith. Uh, this is this is opening up the main card, isn't it? So the Uriah Hall card. Uh, yeah. The Uriah Hall fight is the one uh, just after then. Um, but we've got Anthony Smith, obviously, huge, huge, um, huge, huge veteran of this division. And you've got Jimmy Crew who's coming in as kind of a brand new fighter. Um, I say brand new fighter. He's, you know, he's fought for a long time, really. But he's, you know, he's new to the division. He's not, he's not been in the UFC too long. How, how do you see this one? See, so, yeah, this, this is a bit tricky, man, because obviously originally he was meant to be Johnny Walker against Crew, which yeah, because Smith's taken this on short notice, really, isn't it? Is it yeah, which, which two I, which three I, weeks something like that. Yeah, which I quite like about Smith is that like he he put his hand up was like yeah come I'll fight I like that. Um, but obviously originally went to Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker was crew would have been a sick fight. I'm a I'm a big Johnny Walker fan. I think he's I think he's jokes. I think he's hilarious. He's cocky. He's funny. He's Brazilian yeah. with Brazilian with a name called Johnny Walker. Like it's 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 amazing. But he's an idiot sometimes though like when he injured his shoulder doing our celebration in the octagon idiot. oh yeah I remember that yeah but either way Hansen Smith steps up he's in the he's, he's in the fight but it's a bit weird because obviously Smith's coming off two losses um to Glover and to Rakic both both of them are good fighters so like you kind of got yeah he's coming off two two losses but the losses that he, or the fighters that he's fought you know they're they're heavyweight champion contenders, I would say. Well, Rakic, Rakic, well, Glover definitely, uh, Rakic, I would say so as well in the future for sure. But I, I, I don't, know, I don't know how to call this one. I don't know how to call this one because I, I reckon it could go either way. Um, like you mentioned, Smith a vet, like he's been in the division for a while and he's fought for the title against John, took John to the decision win. Uh, oh, sorry, to the decision lost. John, John won by decision. So I don't know, like. I'm not sure about this one. What about you? I we've we've both done our picks, haven't we? We used um, MMA fight picks, is it? Or was it just yeah. this fight picks? Just fight it? pick. The apps, yeah. 
Um, we both we both did our picks, and, I, and I've gone for an Anthony Smith win. Um, what did I select again? Uh, I've gone for KO or TKO in the second, uh, and you went submission Jimmy Crute on this one. Uh, I think we both kind of spoke about it and said that um, you know it was very hard to call, and and I do think that Jimmy Crute could could very well submit it. And it's it is tough. It's a tough one to call, but my thing with Anthony Smith is, you know, he's he's been in and around the game a long, long time. Um, he's obviously had that title shot. He's tasted it. He knows what it's like to get in there with the best. Um, you're not going to put your hand up and say you're going to fight a guy who there's probably limited information on, um, you know, and he's new to the sport. He's hungry for it. You're not going to put your hand up and say you're going to fight him and lose your position in the division to somebody who's much lower ranked unless yeah, you've got, unless you've got some some kind of plan um, of taking this guy out, you know, and, and getting him out of there. So maybe he's seen something. Maybe he's seen something that you know people other people aren't seeing. I mean, Krupp's only got that one loss on his record, which was uh, to Serkinov, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Kirkenov, yeah, yeah, and um, you know Smith's obviously got a lot, lot of losses on his record, but he's fought for a lot, lot longer. So you know that's got to be discounted, I guess, in that respect. And and as you've said there, he, he his last three losses have been against you know some really top contenders for the division and and John Jones. Um, so I I personally think maybe it's a little bit too soon for crew i mean he's don't get me wrong he's earned the fight but he was supposed to fight like johnny walker as you've said um so maybe smith's just that little bit of a step too high for him um like for this very moment maybe he needed a fight or two more um but i guess it'll tell on the night it will definitely tell and I, I i think i said to you when we we're doing our picks that i like the fact that Anthony's that little bit taller, um, and he's got yeah, that he's got that slight reach advantage, and I think he's the kind of fighter who will fully utilise that. Um, yeah, he's got a full he'll be well aware, you know, which which is know. big, you know, and at light heavyweight as well. Don't know. I think uh, I, I think it's going to be a good fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. Jimmy Crute. His last two wins, or his last two fights, which are both wins, he's, he's won performance of the performance of the night bonus in both of them. So I think it will be it will be an exciting fight. But like you mentioned, I've got I've got Jimmy Crute some second round submission, but I was very close to thinking it could be a decision win for Anthony Smith as well, just to grind it out like with like in the same case as Weidman. Um, but obviously, well, uh, we'll see what happens. It, it is, but like you mentioned, it is. It is exciting. Young, a young recruit coming through the ranks versus a the uh, division. They like doing it, don't they, the UFC? Um, they've done it a lot over the years, to be fair, but even more so recently, particularly with the lockdown, you're seeing these older guys almost, as you said before, almost gatekeepers to the division. And they basically say, right, well, if you want this guy's spot in the division, you know, if you want to climb the ranks, you've got to go through one of the, one of the toughest that's been there, you know, that's that's gone up against the champion, that's that's kind of had every fight you can kind of name. Uh, they've stepped in there with with a lot of fighters over the years, so it, it will certainly um, 
even if Kroot does lose, I think it will certainly make him a better fighter uh, stepping in there with Anthony Smith. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. So, so it's a, it's a huge moment for his career, of course. If he wins, it, it propels him right up the right up the division. Um, but but if he loses, like I say, he'll 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 gain a lot from it. Um, I don't think he'll lose rank or anything like that, you know, because it's a movement of fight and stuff like that as well. So certainly been an interesting watch. I'll definitely be tuning in for that one um, and, and watching quite intently, I think. So, right, leads us on to what I probably think is one of the most technical fighters in all of the UFC, Shevchenko and Andrade. Shevchenko, man, she's, she's an absolute beast. Like she is a beast. I, I, I don't see anyone taking that belt off here for for a while. It's, it's, uh, it's very hard to see how anyone gets about. She is, she is elite. Um, you know, people will say, oh, she's not fought the toughest of women, uh, in the division. And when you look at Andrade, you're getting somebody is going to stand there and and you know punch repetitively. She has got power, that woman. Um, yeah, Andrade got she, mighty she power. A, she is a big power puncher. Uh, but I can assure you one thing: she does not want to stand in there and have a kickboxing match with with Shevchenko because she will get battered. Bro, Shevchenko is a beast, man. Like I don't. Uh... I don't think we live in. I don't think there's any possibility of Shevchenko losing his belt for any time soon. And I think yeah. uh, I think she's beating Andrade. She's definitely beating Andrade. She's wearing and still. And then the only logical fight after this has to be a trilogy fight against Nunes. It has to be like there's there's no other way around it. it has to be. This is it, isn't it? And Nunes. Is another one where she's at a point now where she's just defending bouts against whatever fighter the UFC puts in front of her. She needs something. I mean, I mean, Nunes will will probably forever be the goat of the women's women's division. You know what she has achieved is just incredible. But when you when you sit and look at at what is logical, like you say, for both these fighters moving forward. If, if Shevchenko comes through this, and I, and I really do think she will, um, I, I think there's no there's no other choice but to put them in there for that third fight, and you know, and give Shevchenko that shot. I mean, she's been building towards she she certainly um, she's six and zero now at flyweight, um, which which yeah, is crazy. Little, you know, she's yeah. I mean I mean some of, some of the women she's fought have not been near her level, obviously, but. And, and I fully expect Andrade to be to be up there with with one of the tougher women she's fought. But uh, I, I I just see it I see it being quite a quick not a quick fight. I don't I don't I don't think she's gonna put her down in 20 seconds or whatever. But um, like you say, the technicalities that she fights with, uh, Shevchenko is gonna walk home with this one. Yeah, I think that without without taking anything away from Andrade, she is a good fighter, and she has got mighty power. You know, she. Some people might say, you know, she was too small, too small for a division. So going down to one two five might might be a good decision. Oh, I definitely and, think it'll suit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think it'll suit her as well. But I just think that Shevchenko is just a beast, man. Like she's just an absolute warrior. Like 
she's she's insane. She's, she's an absolutely insane, insane martial artist. And I don't see her losing the belt. Yeah, I think I think when you watch Shevchenko, um, she's she rarely loses a round. You know, even yeah, if she think, stands, yeah. even if she stands and does get traded with a bit with a fighter, she'll find a way to win the round, whether that be for a couple of takedowns or, you know, one takedown with some ground control. She's she's, I mean, most of the time she will just outstrike somebody and that, and that, and that is where a lot of a lot of her wins have come from but she she is just oh, she impresses me every time I watch her every single time yeah and to, to put it into context how how good she is since 2011 she's lost two fights to the same person both decisions yeah one both of them, to Nunes one of them controversial but in my opinion I think right decision but that that's my decision, but we'll see what happens when this trilogy fight is booked because it has to be booked. It has to be. Yeah, and I think just just a note on um, on uh, Jessica Andrade. Obviously, I mean it, it does tie perfectly into into the next fight. Obviously, up, but uh, we'll, we'll go into that in a moment. But obviously, Andrade coming into this division, um, you know she's. She's done a lot in the women's the women's game, hasn't she? You know, she's she's held a belt. Yeah, um, she was a champion. Which she obviously took off Rose. Um, Rose, obviously, is someone we're both a huge fan of. Um, and it was it was a shock, wasn't it, when she beat her that night? I think I think we can yeah, it was can that was also believe it. as well. That yeah, for sure. But like she she knocked her out. She knocked her out. By whatever method she knocked it out, she knocked it out and she's won the belt. Granted, she lost the belt the next fight and then Rose avenged, avenged that loss in her next meeting. But going back to Andrade, like, yeah, she's got power, but the thing with Andrade as well is that she's got six decisions on her, on her in the W column so she can go the distance. Yeah. She I have no worries about her cardio. No, she, she will go five rounds <laughs> if she needs to, like, you know. Like she's, got, she's got the power. And funny enough, when um, I don't know if you've seen, she actually done an interview where she talked about the fight recently with obviously Shevchenko. She said that she plans to just tie Shevchenko against the cage, and in in third round either knock her out or or tap her out. But her her game plan is to get a dub in the third round. Mm. It's interesting because I mean, if she keeps if she keeps Shevchenko against the fence. Um, you know, against the cage, uh, she can't do what she does best, which is you know, get, use her use her position in her, her southpaw stance, um, you know, trade trade blows if if necessary. But she she is a taller Shevchenko is a taller fighter. Um, she's obviously much more established at this at this um, weight. At this weight. Um, she's gonna have a she's gonna have a much bigger reach because Andrade is a much smaller smaller woman, isn't she? Um, yeah, in terms of height and too. whatnot. So I think in that respect, um, you know, and I mean no disrespect to Andrade when I say this, but I just I just cannot I cannot look past Shevchenko. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm 100 with you on that. I think yeah. I think it's a I think it's a Shevchenko knockout round for. Oh, I love it. I don't see it. I don't. See, I don't see it going as deep as four rounds, but uh, 
I think Shevchenko to uh, knock out. Yeah. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how we come out of that. And uh, when Andrade decides to just throw some crazy right hand and, and knock out Shevchenko and take the bout, we're just going to look like right idiots. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But nah, nah. No, no way. No way Shevchenko loses this fight. I think. No way. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But then the other women's fight, the co-main event, for me, this is my fight of the night. This is this is this is my fight of the night if it goes how I plan it to go. And my main event, like Rose, she's effortless, man. She's so effortless. Like glided across the octagon on the ground, she's effortless. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for this fight. Yeah, Rose is probably one of my favourite fighters in the UFC. Um, I love Zhang Weili and I and I absolutely thought that fight against Joanna was something else, like something I've not oh, seen. That was bro. that was my that was my fight of the year, no doubt about it. And I'm bro, sure yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that was most people because that was, that was rightfully fight fight of the year. Bro, that was that was five year. rounds of absolute carnage. Like that was oh, honestly, just watching it. And seeing her, was it a hematoma she got on her head? Oh my god! Oh, Joanna's face that, at the end. Yeah, it was. Oh, her head was like double the size. But oh. that that it's there. Size monster, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, literally. But that was obviously um, Wei Li's first title defense. Um, she won by a split decision. It was a very, very close fight. And I think the right decision came out of that. I do think Wei Li won the fight uh, overall. But I think Joanna showed there that she's still got it, you know. So there's competition in this woman's strawweight division. And there's there's definitely different different things that are popping up that can happen. Um, but like I say, that fight, oh, oh, if we get a fight like that again, which which I don't think we will, uh, purely on the basis that Rose has a lot more control um, coming in and out of range. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And she's shown that in so, so many fights now. Um, you know, when she fought Joanna, that unanimous decision against Joanna, um, it was a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, she, she, that was, for me, that was Rose's best fight. I thought she was spectacular i just thought she was she, so so good that night she don't she dominated she dominated joanna both times and yeah you got you got to think that rose dominated joanna over two fights whereas joanna had to take Zhang to a, to a split decision over five rounds so when just comparing how the two of them handled joanna you got like in 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 this instance you would have Rose as the as the as the favourite, I guess, for this fight. And I, for me, I'd probably say Rose is the favourite for the fight. I think I, th- I think the Rose is going to get a decision win. I think she's going to get a decision win, and I think she's do, the favourite. Do you want me to shock here? So, I use Skybet to to bet on you know fights and things, and Wei Li is actually favourite. Says all I know about betting now, doesn't it? Yeah. But, but you laugh. That's sure. it. I think so that, you know, you know, you know where your money's going. <laughs> down the drain. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
I don't know if you see, but the the thing with Wei Li, her being champion, I guess it's kind. Of, I guess it's kind of the same with you when you're um, obviously you're a fan of Chelsea for Chelsea signing Pulisic and branching over to America for marketing. Obviously, mm. Wei Li, Wei Li being a champion in China, branching UFC branching over to China. Obviously, there's that thirty million dollar institute that um, the UFC have opened up in Shanghai. I think there's yes. something like I think there's something like forty fighters currently actively training at the institute there. So I wouldn't be surprised if in you know the next five, five, six, seven years time, like like we've had recently with you know the Russians coming over now. Now we've got what three African um, champion, champions. Yeah. Champions. I wouldn't be surprised if the next wave is we're getting more Asian particularly from the Chinese region. We're getting more Chinese fighters coming through where, you know, the UFC is taking them up from young, training them up at the Institute. And next thing you know, we're getting a wave of potential champions or at least title, title challengers. That's definitely it's definitely worth noting looking at this card. And obviously you've got Wei Li there in, in, in the co-main. But you look down the card and there's three other Chinese fighters, is there? Um, yeah. You know, all, all at different weight classes. Um, so they're clearly trying to integrate it onto a card to get that um, get that Chinese crowd, I guess, behind the sport and and to build that um, that or I guess over there. And like you said, if they've got an institute ready for for Chinese fighters or, or Asian fighters there. Um, that's that's certainly something they're looking to influence massively uh, down the line. Yeah, I think I think they'd be silly not to, especially with. Especially with you know one, one the one promotion being kind of the main, I guess the main promotion in that in that region, you know obviously Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse just coming off a loss uh, in one, um, and obviously Askren coming over from one wasn't exactly how you actually planned it, but hey ho, um, even worse for results with the loss to Jake Paul on the weekend, shocking. Yeah, shocking I think that. The less is said about that, the better, and it? it's a uh, shocking knockout. We, swiftly we won't be we won't be reviewing that on it. That's for sure. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, Zhang or Wei, Zhang Wei Li, like yeah, yeah, she lost the she lost the debut fight unanimous decision, bro. She's gone on twenty one fight win streak since. She's undefeated. Yeah. She's undefeated in twenty one fights, and. Bro, she's she she could win by submission. She could win by decision. She can grind. Oh, she can grind out a decision. She could win by knockout. Her last decision split. Her last win, sorry, split decision against Joanna. Before that, a TKO against Andrade. Before that, a unanimous decision. Tisha Torres. Before that, a submission armbar. In the last four fights, we've got one, two, three, three different um three different methods of victory. And yeah. She's very, she's very well rounded. And she's, very unpredictable, man. Very she's unpredictable. She's 31 years of age, which some sports that's quite old, but in mix in mixed martial arts and combat sports, you know, fight fighters fighters are coming into their prime or they're in their prime. Yeah. So like I think we definitely have got some exciting times ahead of Zhang Zhang uh, Weili. But I'm sorry but I've got I've got to give this fight to Rose. I think Rose again. I think Rose is fight IQ her fight IQ in the Joanna second fight where she got where she ground out the decision. Fight IQ was off the charts and I think that a fight IQ in this fight it's going to lead her to the uh, to unanimous decision in this in this instance. Yeah, and and I completely I completely uh, echo what you're saying. And I say it's good to have a side of argument for both fighters. 
Um, and I like both fighters, which which is always great to watch because you have someone you prefer, but you're not disappointed if they lose almost. Um, yeah. And, which is nice because I would I wouldn't you know I'd be over the moon if if Wei won. Um, but yeah, I have to get behind Fagros Namajunas. It's you know ever since ever since she come through the Ultimate Fighter. Um, she lost in the final, didn't she? But then got signed up shortly after, I think. And yeah, she got choked out. Didn't she? Didn't she win nine UFC fights? Uh, she had nine UFC fights. Uh, something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is, but she won um, in a range of ways herself. You know, so it wasn't just you said about Wei Li. She had submissions on there. She had uh, you know knockouts. That that knockout we said about um, with Joanna, uh, which was huge, and then the one with Andrade which she lost, obviously, uh, but it just shows she fights in a range of ways depending on her opponent. So she's going to have sat and studied Wei Li Zhang um, to great effect. Um, you know, she she will go in there uh, with pure intent of getting that bout back. Yeah. This, and, and, this she, is... and she will think, you know, that Wei Li only got the bout because... You know, she lost that fight to Andrade, didn't she? And then Wei yeah. Li went and beat Andrade. So she will think that, in, in a way, I guess, that that bout's still hers and that, and that she has a rightful claim to take it back. You know, Wei Li's never beaten her. She's, you know, she's not shown that she's a better fighter than Rose in any way, um, you know, head-to-head-wise. Um, and like we said before, when you look at how they've beaten particular fighters, they're either very similar or Rose has the slight upper hand. So if, you, if you're going on that basis, um, you know, I'm certainly backing Rose. Um, who knows? I might even put a little bit of money on it. Go on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what are you feeling? Are you just going to decide on the uh, closest to the time if you bet with your money? Yeah, well, I think if I was to choose, I think I would say uh, Rose are a decision. Um, like you say, she's she'll be she'll be happy to go five rounds. I don't, I don't think you've got to worry that she's going to gas out or anything. Uh, Wadey's shown that she won't either. Um, so both fighters will be ready to go five if if it needs to go the full five. Um, yeah. And and Rose, as you say, she's just got the skill set really to. To take take Wei Li wherever the fight goes, she will she will follow almost. So, you know, both fighters will want to step forward. Uh, Testing to see who takes the octagon first. Um, that might be a clear. That might be a big indicator, really, as to as to who's kind of going to lead the fight out and and whether that changes, I guess, throughout the fight. If if one gets tired or one gets clipped with something quite heavy, um, but yeah, it's 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 some fight to be a co-main. That is like yeah, it's a big fight, especially especially with there kind of being a bit of I wouldn't say bad blood or like a bit of um, bit of beef as such, but there is a bit of beef without there being beef. Obviously, Wei Li Zhang being from the Chinese region. Um, don't know if you've seen recently, but Rose or oh, there was a documentary that Rose watched. About obviously she's from she's got she's Lithuanian of yes, of, yes. of Lithuanian descent, and um, I remember see, I remember reading something online about um, there was a documentary about the, her Lithuanian country and about her Lithuanian history, um, and the persecution of her people, with obviously what China and communism and what they what they symbolise and whatever whatever, 
I know she's not. Rose, Rose did say that she's not. It's not a. Per, it's not personal to, to um to Whaley, but Whaley is a symbol of China and she's a symbol of what they represent, and that's yeah. not what that's not what Rose stands for or agrees with. So, I think I think for Rose especially, this is more than just, uh, more than just a fight, more than just a title fight. For sure. Yeah, but, I think uh, I never really thought I'd ever see the UFC go and political it's um it's quite interesting really to to view it from from both standpoints really because obviously way lee's not going to think she's done anything wrong in that respect and and rose has very clearly said you know it's not something against her it's i guess it's what what her background uh symbolizes in that respect but um you know, I, I wonder if it's a way for Rose to get herself pumped up for the fight a bit more, potentially, um, just to have a bit more going on around the fight, a bit more talk in the media, potentially. I mean, yeah. I'm sure she has those beliefs, don't get me wrong, but to, but to raise them, you know, it, it takes something else to do that, obviously, in an interview. So um, I don't think it will it will have a negative effect on the fight. I think both fighters will still go for it go for it all the same but uh it certainly adds an additional factor doesn't it in, into the fight yeah for sure for sure it kind of makes them more i guess more personal for rose even though it's not a personal attack as such on Zhang. um there's like i said there's more there's more to it to the fight for rose especially but talking of more to it to the fight the main cards what are we saying or the main event should i say of the main cards what are we saying? Yeah, this is uh, because obviously this ain't the first time that these two are uh, turned off against each other. No, so these right. two fought, didn't they? Back uh, UFC 251, um, yeah. back in July on on Fire Island, and obviously it, it came out as it was it was a unanimous decision win, wasn't it, for Usman in the end. I think two of the judges scored it 50-45, uh, and the other judge 49-46. He gave Masvidal that one round, which was which was dubious, I guess, in, in a sense. But you can see why he was given the round by one of the judges. Um, I just, I just, I like, so it's, I find it so hard, man. This is this is one of those fights where you look at it and you say, how how's Masvidal got? a second fight and he's got it on the basis that that both these fighters have built up this story i guess in a sense that you know he didn't you know masvidal didn't have long enough uh, he didn't have a full camp obviously he went in there with six days notice um flew across had so much weight to cut uh i, I was shocked he, he made weight i think we both said didn't we was it when he stood on the scales it was him wasn't it with the yeah. towel yeah and we both said something looked a bit dodgy there, but we couldn't we couldn't put a finger on what it was. Um, but I mean, I, I, will, I will say since that fight, obviously Masvidal hasn't fought. So you know, nearly a year there where Masvidal's been out, he's not he's not fought for one reason or another. I don't, I, I don't suppose it's injury related, but I presume he's been waiting for this fight. Um, there were huge talks about this fight being part of the ultimate fighter weren't there and these two would face off at the end of that and i think usman fought burns in february of this year so literally a couple of months ago um 
and he that's the best that is the best without a shadow of a doubt I've seen I've seen Usman. He got rocked a little bit in was it round one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um you know Burns Burns gave him one there and I think he that kind of switched him on a bit to think, you know, I've got I've got up the game here because he could have me. And um you know, after that I just thought Usman was so he, he just looked so good. He looked like a different fighter to when he fought Masvidal first. Bro, and I remember. I think um, you can say. I remember. Um, I was in. I think I was in Bangladesh for uh, two, three, five when when Usman fought Woodley, and I remember like thinking, no, oh, Woodley's Woodley's got Usman. Like, there's no way. Like, Woodley's got better stand up. Woodley's got better ground um, grappling and wrestling. Like, there's no way. There's no way Usman's beating beating Woodley. And Usman come out. Had had his game plan, stuck to his game plan, lit round by round, just tore apart Woodley. In bro, like Woodley got dominated, and that was the Woodley, start of his demise, wasn't it? Yeah, obviously, obviously Woodley, he's been he's been dominated a few times since, but but now nah, this this Usman that we saw against Woodley, I thought like there's no way, like this is this is his peak, but bro, like he's just getting better and better, like. Sorted out coming to him. That was that was whatever, whatever. That was a great fight, wasn't it, as well? That's that's got to be said. And then Gilbert the Gilbert Burns fight, like you said, amazing amazing performance. Did did what he had to do and caught a dub. The one thing I will say with Usman, and obviously he got the knockout against uh against Gilbert Burns there. When you look down his kind of record He's got a lot, a lot of decision wins. Uh, unanimous decisions, admittedly. So, you know, no splits in there. It just, to me, to me, that screams somebody who is a champion and who will continue to hold their bout because they find a way to win. And people say it's boring and whatnot. And we're both massive fans of John Jones. Um you know, and we've, and we've watched it, all, all of his fights, so back and forward, whatnot. But people say that about John sometimes, and you know that that he gets a decision win when he when he could go for the knock. But I I don't view it that way. I, I see it that I mean he's he's knocked out Gilbert Burns and and Colby Covington, for Christ's sake. They're they're not easy fights to to take. I mean Colby's still number one, isn't he, in the division, uh, yeah. number one contender. Uh, and Gilbert, Gilbert, did he go up to one at a time, or was he always two? Uh, I think he's always been two, you know. Yeah. So I mean, he's you know he's he's knocked out the two top guys in the division. So you can't say he can't do it, but he will find a way to win. Um, and, and I think when you look at Masvidal, and you look at the fact that he has never been finished in his UFC career, never. So when people sit and look and say, "Oh, he took the fight on six days' notice. You should be finishing him," well. Well, nah, no, he shouldn't, because nah. when you also look at it, Usman took the fight on six days' notice. Usman also took the fight short notice. He was ready, but he was ready to fight Gilbert Burns, and they're not the same fighter. Very, very different, in fact. So Yeah, like I feel like we can't really judge Jorge and Usman only because the fight was taken on six days' notice. Um and it's kind of like, oh well, if who's, if if Jorge loses, oh, well, you know, I, I took the fight on six days' notice. Congratulate me, blah blah blah. If he wins the fight, oh, 
we took the fight in 16 notes and he won the fight amazing like for Jorge I feel like it was he, he it was a win-win situation for him um and obviously he come off with a loss so he might not he might not have won how he wanted to have won well definitely hasn't won how he wanted to win but we mustn't forget that obviously that first fight that's a 1.3 buys so put into context that's more than Aldo and Connor and that's on level with Eddie Alvarez and Connor 1.3 million buys so we know we know that there's hype we know that Usman can draw in crowds and can draw in, you know, the pay-per-view buys. Yeah, but I'm sure Masvidal will tell you it's him pulling them in. <laughs> yeah, definitely, 100%, 100%. And to a certain extent, it probably is with the BMF promo a few years ago. But when, at the end, I th- yeah, I think it was at the end of Gilbert Burns, obviously when Usman won the fight in his interview, he, first thing he did was call out Masvidal. So yeah. Usman was the hide in a way. It's been the highs and away from, you know, from Masvidal, and I think him, him even calling out Masvidal says a lot about him wanting, you know, maybe looking, looking at the first fight and thinking, oh well, you know, took him to the decision, yeah, 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 he won X amount of rounds or whatever, whatever, but yeah, he took him to the decision. But I think this is Masvidal, oh Isman, sorry, saying, look, I want to fight him, I'm going to knock him out. And this is this is I intend to do what I intend to do. But I remember you saying that um, uh, um, a couple of days ago, obviously Masvidal's never been knocked out in the UFC. Yeah. He's got one. He's got one knockout in his career, and that's in 2008 in the World Victory Road. He's never been knocked out in the UFC. Yeah. And we're talking we're talking to someone that was fighting guys on YouTube in in parking lots, being knuckle fighting. Like yeah. Masvidal's a dog man. Like he's a, he is a proper proper fighter, isn't he? And, like he goes back to the roots of it, really. He's fighting in Florida, which is where he's from. Yeah, that's and I do think that'll have a big part to play because the crowd, obviously, you know, you've got fifteen thousand people in that arena, and you've got to think a large portion of those are going to be cheering on on Masvidal, uh, being being from his home region. He has a good following anyway in the UFC in general, um, and like I say, I'm sure he'll claim that that he's he's the one pulling in the pay-per-view buys the the thing i the thing the thing with it I, I, for me it's usman usman's gonna win um yeah i, I do sit going decision purely on the basis that um that masvidal you know has never been knocked out and all of this usman might really really want to knock him out like you know you don't step in there thinking oh i want to take this to five rounds you know if, if he had it his way he'd knock him out in the first minute but at the same time, he has to accept that if he goes in there with with the thought process that he is going to step in there and try and knock him out within a minute, 90 seconds, he he will probably get clipped himself uh, quite like he did against Burns, and he'll need that wake-up call. But the difference is he might not get that wake-up call with Masvidal. He might be flat out on the floor. Yeah. So I think, I think he just has to be very careful that he... And, and I do think I do think he's an elite level fighter. Um, he's a, he's a solid champion, and and he'll step in there with the right mentality. You know, he, he's he's from he's from such a good camp, and he's got. You know, he obviously he was in the corner for Francis when he won uh, Francis yeah, Ngannou when he, he won his title. And Ngannou's and Ngannou's going to be in his corner for this one. So he announced that in the build up oh, to the fight. Um, 
Be yeah, yeah, it's confirmed. So Ngannou's going to be in this corner. So that that is massive. Like you've got yeah. the heavyweight champion. Um, again, he's got a lot of hype around him as well. This is it, you know. And he's got him in his corner. Like, oh, I just think I do think that's massive, and I think that's a real confidence boost. And we said about that, um, you know, three African champion link, um, and that and. It's big, it's big for the sport. It's big, it's big for the fighters, and the fact that they've got each other's back as well, I guess, is uh, is huge. You know, to see them kind of sat in each other's corner, uh, ready to kind of give them as much advice as they possibly can on 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 the fight night. Yeah, that's big. But going back to Jorge, like you do have to give him some credit. I looked up, um, I looked up before before this call, and um, for the championship rounds, Mazda that was landing three more significant strikes. Dan Usman, 59-56. And this is this is this is a mass down on six days notice for fight camp. So yeah. imagine imagine a full fight camp Masvidal toe to toe against Usman. I think we're in for a treat for the for the main card for the main event for sure. I'm, I really do hope so. And I, I really I, hope both fighters bring it as well. For sure. I, I think what what was your prediction again for this fight? I, I said decision for Usman. Yeah, I, th- I think let me double check. I think I've got yeah, I've got an Usman decision, but Usman's what thirteen and zero in the UFC, nine and zero Usman decision. So I think yeah. if I if I was if I was a better man, I think the I think the probability is telling me it's an Usman decision. He's going to grind up, grind out an Usman decision. When you when when you think of the Masvidal's never been knocked out in the UFC, and yeah. we're talking of a guy like I said who's, who's, who's Fought bare knuckle in parking lots. Like the guys, the guys a dog. Like he's 30, 36 years old. He's what twelve and seven in the UFC. Like he's been around. But like, oh yeah, I've got, I've got an Usman decision for sure. I don't want to look too much past this fight when I say that. Um, but let's go with the narrative then that Usman wins by decision or whatever. Um, and he wins convincingly again, or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. However, he wins. Where where do you see both these fighters next? Because obviously Masvidal, he's had beef with Colby online um, through interviews as well. I watched the uh, Ariel Hawani interview where Masvidal is, you know, just chatting absolute crap about Colby, <laughs> yeah. and then. Yeah, and obviously Kamaro has that potential second fight with Colby, so that that's an option for both fighters, I guess. But then you've just got Leon Edwards just out there, like placed firmly in third, and and I can't help but think he's he's gonna get a title shot at some point. Like there's got to be a right time for Leon Edwards. There has to be. Yeah, he's got Nate Diaz coming up. He's got that big fight with Nate, and you know. A bit of an odd fight, I guess, because Nate's unranked, but it's it's a big money fight, isn't it? And it and it's big for Nate's career, really, because he'll probably want to fight Masvidal again after getting that doctor stoppage, um, which I think he was losing the fight. I think it's fair to say against Masvidal anyway. Um, but he he will definitely want that rematch, and I think Masvidal will want it. It's a big big money fight for the UFC as well. We saw what that pulled in uh, last time out. And I just, I just wonder where it goes. I wonder where this welterweight division kind of, kind of sits. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Like, I feel like we've got, we've got to back our Brits, and I do feel like Leon Edwards is due a title fight. 
obviously he's got he's got he's got that non-main event, non-title fight five rounder, which is the first time the UFC's ever done anything like this, which I yeah. think is a bit weird personally. But he's got that fight with Nate Diaz, like you mentioned in May, so that'll be a bit on the next uh, the next main card, so that'll be exciting. But I don't know, I just feel like Edwards is due a title fight for sure. But if if it's true that he's he's ducking his fights and he's not he's not you know he's not picking what the UFC are giving him and whatnot, then don't give him the title fight because I think that if you are to be the if you are going to be the UFC champion or you are going to be a UFC champion, you got to fight who you're given. Like you can't pick and choose who you want to fight in order to get the belt. No, you've got the the only time you get that opportunity is when you are champion. Yeah, once you've got a belt, you can call your shots then, but you can't can't be calling your shots when you haven't even haven't even got the belt yet. No. But I don't know. I think that I would like to see Leon fight for the belt. Um, like I mentioned, obviously um, Nate's unranked, so I don't really know what's going on. Don't really know what's going on there. But yeah, I would like to see Leon definitely fight for the belt next. If he if he can get through Nate for sure, yeah, I think I think he deserves a title shot. Yeah, and this is it, isn't it? I and think probably, I think that there, um, like you say, deserving of a title shot. I mean, he's he struggled to put too too many results together without having an injury or without a fight getting. So he had that eye poke um against Bilal Mohammed and I just think like he just needs that kind of cemented fight now and I think Nate can be that for him if, if he beats him. But um I think it'll it will all it will all be revealed I guess Saturday night, um early hours of Sunday morning for us uh in the UK. And and we'll see really, you know, which of these fighters comes out and we'll be able to, you know, on, on, on our next show episode two, um be able to look at who 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 kind of sits where in the division and how that looks because I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that Colby will be straight on social media uh, calling out Usman if he wins or, or Masvidal if it's him so um, we can we can certainly have a look at that when we uh, when we review this card uh, next week yeah that's gonna be, yeah that'll be, that's gonna be that's gonna be funny like. I can I, I can already see a Kobe calling out Marty from Nebraska because he's he, he's ground his way to a boring decision win against Jorge Masvidal and I don't know Kobe Kobe's gonna go off on how it's his tenth it's his tenth decision win and this and that and how he's not the true champ and how Kobe Kobe's the you know the people's champ as he likes to call it so yeah it's gonna be funny but we've got a few days away still so. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm really looking forward to it. And there's some crackers un- under these these fights. We've only on the main card tonight. Yeah, um, go. But, you know, keep, keep an eye out, really. Um, I've got my one to watch. I won't cover it too much just because we're, we're almost out of time. But, but uh, my fight to keep an eye out for, I think you had one as well on this card. Yeah, you go yeah. first. Uh, so we're looking at. I went. I went probably quite simple, really. Um, I went for the one that leads us on to the main card. Uh, so we've got Randy Brown there, who, who I think, I think can provide a victory on the night. Uh, but I think, I think this has got the opportunity to be a very good fight. 
Um, I think you picked Randy Brown as well, didn't you, in your in your picks? Yeah, I've got, right? uh, in my fight prediction, I've got uh, I've got a Randy Brown decision. But my fight to watch is actually the second fight on the prelims, and that's Carl Roberson and Brendan Allen. Uh, Carl Roberson, some people might know him from. I think it is. I think he comes to the contender series with a nasty elbow knockout. Oh insane, yeah, an insane knockout, class, class knockout. But he's uh, he's coming up against Brendan Allen, 25 years old, very, very good jiu-jitsu artist from Sanford MMA. Same, same, um, same training camp as where Usman is, along yeah. with Michael Chandler and where Rashad Evans was. So bit of pedigree there. Um, and it's going to be what power, power versus jiu-jitsu. But in this one, I'm I'm back in I'm back in Carl Robeson in this one. Um, I'm going I'm going Carl Robeson knockout second round. Yeah, I look I look forward to that fight myself, and uh, I think I went against you on this one just to spice things up, and I went for a Brendan Allen decision. Um, but, but I'm with you. I think it's going to be a brilliant fight, and yeah, some brilliant fights all down the card, all over the place, but. Uh, I think that's a really good place for us to leave it and say thank you all for tuning in and and we really appreciate um, you listening to us. Obviously, it's our first time doing it. We've, we've enjoyed having a chat. It feels like just our normal chats that we have have on a weekend anyway. Just recorded. Um, that's it, exactly, and, and sharing it sharing it with the people who want who want to listen. So appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we've been ourselves uh, for the undercard and uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening, guys. Have a good one.